Greetings, honorary Uggs, better known as Hugs. Thank you for downloading another episode of The Ugly Truth. The Uggs have been bringing you their dose of the truth for over three years now, and the show has been steadily growing. Now we're ready to get even bigger. So, if you could do us a solid and share our show on social media with your friends, leave reviews, or give us a thumbs up on your favorite podcast player, we'd really appreciate it. Thanks. Now, on with the show. It's time for another hilarious episode of The Ugly Truth, starring your favorite sisters with no filters. Here are the Uggs. Jamie. Hi, dear. Would you like an extraction? Paula. I don't care what kind of hippy-dippy bullshit you're into. Uncensored as always, it's time for The Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. It is episode 153. Ugh! Ugh! I'm actually quite surprised at myself because my um, mouth feels like it's wearing a sweater. Oh. I have the worst allergies ever right now. But, you know, Tyler and I, this is the time, my son, this is the time of year where we just suffer through. And then once it starts getting hot fairly consistently, then suddenly I'm, I'm great. So... I've just got to get through this spring hay fever garbage. But uh, anyway, so welcome to The Ugly Truth, everyone. Um, Happy St. Patrick's Day post-St. Patrick's Day. I hope you all enjoyed your Irish whiskeys and um, corned beef and cabbage. I already made mine, so we enjoyed it. We are recording before St. Patrick's Day because as we'll get on later on in the show producer deb and i are going to anaheim for a special trip but before we get started paula how are you i'm good i'm good are you i think so i mean i think so i think i'm okay every time i say that though something bad happens so i mean you know i think i'm good for now but i think the only thing we'll see what happens in five minutes the only thing left that can happen is like limbs will start falling off of your body well you never know that's literally all that's left for you. So really? hopefully not. So speaking of the time change, I had a really bizarre dream this morning. Oh, okay. And I was, so I wanted to tell you about it because it was really funny. Not haha funny, actually. But I dreamt very vividly I was cracking an egg open, a chicken egg. I was cracking an egg open and I was separating the yolk from the whites. And I was putting the white, I was letting the whites fall into a bowl of rice. Okay. And I'm like, I woke up and I went, do I look this up now or do I remember and look it up later? Because that felt incredibly symbolic. And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But this one absolutely felt symbolic to me. So, of course, you know, I looked it up, right? I looked up the parts of an egg and rice because I was curious what it meant. And so apparently to see an egg yolk represents life, ideas and creativity, which is Okay. I did know that about eggs. I did not. And then it says to dream of only the egg whites, which I kind of didn't, but I did because I was separating them into rice, refers to your support system in your new endeavor. It is also symbolic of your comfort zone and knowing your limitations. I don't even understand what that means like whatsoever. Yeah, that's weird. I've never heard of that. Me neither. And then rice. <sighs> rice means luck. So maybe I'm my limitations are inhib- inhibiting my luck and yet... I have life. and cre- I don't know. It was very, very Chinese. Yeah, really. It felt very Chinese to me. Sounds like just a big old fortune cookie. <laughs> right? That's what I was thinking. I mean, there's a lot more to it, but I'm not going to read the four paragraphs about it. But I'm like, wow, eggs are very symbolic. And I thought it would be fertility, but apparently it's not. Well, it's, usually um, that's what eggs are, fertility. Yeah, I thought so too, but... It said something like, to see cracked or broken eggs represents vulnerability, blah, blah, blah. But there's nothing about fertility. The only thing that represents fertility is nothing. Nothing that I dreamt of anyway. So I'm like, well. Maybe eggs, I think eggs actually do represent fertility. Actually, that's what I, because new life, usually eggs represent new life. Mm-hmm. And the rice means luck. So maybe it means like you guys are going to get <laughs> incredibly lucky and have a baby. No. that's You never know. Maybe Daryl is going to be like a superhuman <laughs> and like the tubes are going to reattach themselves. Well, we had that scare about 
10 or 11 years ago. And I had, <laughs> this is so funny. I had, I was having a, U- I had a UTI and I was okay. like, rat, you know, yuck. And so I went and I had the, you know, you go to the doctor and you pee in the cup and then they say, yes, you have a UTI. Here's your antibiotics. Well, she came in and she says, is there any way you could be pregnant? And I said, no, why? And she said, well, we found dead sperm in your urine. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> what were those doing in there? And the, 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 the variety of things that came out of my mouth after that were like, number one, my husband is fixed. Number two, I am a clean person. And even if my husband wasn't fixed, there would not be dead sperm in my urine. I mean, right. it was like offensive to me. She goes, listen, if your husband has had the procedure, she wasn't going to call him. He was she he she was not going to say he was neutered or fixed, but she's like, you need to go. First of all, they ran a pregnancy test. I wasn't pregnant. And he had to go and do a sperm sample at the urologist, Dr. Gottlieb. Oh, my God. To make sure that he that it, things were still on the up and up. So how and, did they get in there? Well, they said that it's very possible that there was remnants and they just, you know, came oh, out. Oh, I got from like, so this was shortly after he had had the procedure. Not really. Not really. And I wasn't fooling around either. So it's like, I don't even, you know, it was a really random thing. That's why she said, you really need to have that checked out. And and I was pissed. I called Daryl on the way home and I'm like, listen to me, man. Get to the doctor. (laughs) Because I was having none of it. You were on DEFCON orange or something. I was freaking out. And I said, well, I won't be back, I hope. So, yeah, it sucked. But so, no, there won't be any babies. No miracles. Nothing of that nature. I mean, I do love babies. And every time I see a baby video, it makes me want to just, like, have a hundred babies. But oh God, what if somebody else you know close <sighs> to you is going to start having babies? Well, if if an egg represents good luck, I'm, it's not going to be any of my children. Well, you better hope not. Maybe you it'll better be you. start having. Yeah, right. <laughs> You better start having the talk with some of your kids. I again. have the we have a very open relationship when it comes to those things. Absolutely. But what was weird is that the the dreams are so bizarre and it's because my sleep cycle is completely screwed up. <laughs> well, when I, you said that you had the dream, I'm like, oh, I probably was awake for it because I stayed awake <laughs> until four o'clock in the morning the other night. Okay. The time change this year has been really bizarre. And I don't know why. Some Sometimes the adding of a daylight savings time, although tired, I'm usually able to just, you know, acclimate and move on with my life. This has been an unusually strange year for me. I don't know about you, but... Well, yeah, I mean, so here was the complete... So when it comes to dinner time... If I if ever we gauged dinner time based on when I was hungry, no one would ever eat. Yeah, I don't either. know if, if that's how it is. It is how that is. So yes. I don't know if I had been at the store or if I was just bopping around doing random things or whatever. But I said something and I'm just like, no, I'm like, it's only 530. And Victor's like, no, it's 630. And I'm like, hmm. what? And I'm like, look at this clock. And he says, <laughs> the time changed. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. And so I'm just like, are you guys hungry for dinner? I'm like, so I started making dinner. So, of course, we didn't eat until like almost, you know, eight o'clock or something. Yeah, we've been doing the late dinners, too. And then... For whatever reason, I wound up staying. We stay, We all stayed up, and the kids stayed up to like 11.30, which was ridiculous. Oh, that is ridiculous. And then I wound up staying until almost 4 o'clock in the morning. And now, granted, it would have been 3 o'clock in the morning ordinarily. Yeah. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I just was wide awake, and I don't Weird. know why. And I'm just like... This is ridiculous just anyways, Paula. I'm like, this has nothing to do with the time, <laughs> the time change. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, go to bed. Yeah. Turn off Grey's Anatomy. Go to bed. <laughs> like, stop. Stop what you're doing. This is crazy. I get so resentful when we have to do this damn time change because I. For, OK, now I may be wrong and I'm not going to Google it right now. But from what I understand, the reason that we even have a time change is because of farming Back in the day when there was no electricity For and they God's needed the sake. extra daylight and they needed the extra daylight when winter was over. And I well, totally no wonder, get it. 
No wonder Arizona doesn't follow it. There's nothing to crop there. But they cactus. don't grow anything <laughs> over there. So, and we, you know, when it turns dark, the the cattle go to sleep. That's all right. they do. You know, I mean, do they even have cattle there? I think they die. It's they so have, hot. They have rocks and cacti. Don't they, so they harvest cactus. I don't, I don't even, even know, know what, what they, they well, do. I, I don't really know what Arizona has. I just, Other than the no time change and a lot of saloons. And I think Tombstone is there. Well, no, they have Phoenix. Phoenix is a huge town. And Scottsdale. and Well, in know. the farming days, this apparently they look, the farmers would look forward to the extra daylight hours so they could do more farming. And it just never went away. Thanks, Benjamin Franklin, for this. <laughs> right. Thank you. Because this really freaking sucks for the rest of us. Now that we have, you know, indoor plumbing and lights, it would be nice to just eliminate the whole thing. I personally think it's a lazy thing. I don't think the government wants to waste their time changing it, number one. And number two, if we could get the country to unite on this, I think we could do anything. (laughs) If we could just all gather together and say, no more daylight savings time or keep it the way it is right now and not change it in the fall. I really think it's just a matter of omitting it on the calendars. Yeah. Like, just stop printing it on there. Tell Apple to unprogram the change on the phones and we'll just all be so much more rested. Really. That's all it is. It's just a time zone thing, right? And it's almost like, don't you feel like you're obligated to complain about it publicly now? It's like, it happens. We're all struggling with our own issues with the time change. And then there's the arrogant fools from Arizona who go, I don't know what you guys are talking about. We're fine. It's like yeah, everybody's required to comment somehow. <laughs> I don't even know if I have friends in Arizona. But I mean, actually, they probably just stay quiet because they're just like, well, we don't really relate. Oh, you know? I have a couple of Arizona friends who love to rub it in. Oh, do they? <laughs> oh, God. It's like, I don't know why you guys are so. It's like, you know what? You used to live here, bitch. So stop it. Yeah, you know exactly how brutal this is. Probably true. Yeah, I know it. You know, it is unpleasant. And actually, we're really spoiled right now because the kids are off track. They're not even in school. So they didn't even have to wake up like super early the next day for school or anything like that. Ah, I see to me. And it was funny because you go through all these negotiations when the time change hits. You're like, you know, if I just scheduled my vacation or if they scheduled spring break to hit all along the same time period it wouldn't be so brutal but the problem is with that is that ultimately you're going to have to face the alarm and your body's not going to be acclimated you're just putting off the inevitable so it's It's like true monday comes after your vacation or your spring break 6 30 rolls around and it still feels like 5 30. <laughs> I can stay up till 4 a.m., but I know at some point I will have to wake up at 6 30. To it's take gonna them happen. To school, inevitably. <laughs> it's gonna inevitably. Happen. I will have to pay it back. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So, yes, we, I think we're in agreement. We hate it and I wish it would just go away forever. And maybe it will someday. I don't know. I, I hope to live to see that day, even if it's my last day. It'd be awesome. I know. Watch that. That actually will happen. The time will change and then you'll die. Uh, I know. You know what? Okay. I, I don't. Okay. So like I said, I've been a little rummy like all the time. So last night I hadn't seen it in a really long time. Amazon's doing the new, they're doing the Shetland Pony commercial again. Yeah, I noticed that. Little man. Yes, I when did notice that. When you stand by my side, I can't do anything. I freaking <laughs> love that. I love it. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> And now I think about you every time I see it. I know. You're so funny. So, okay. This is completely off subject. We went rented. um, It's a Disney movie. It's the newest one. It's called The Little Dinosaur. I think it was called. Oh, God. That's already out on DVD. It is. Okay. So, we hadn't even seen it yet. But someone told us, don't watch it. What? And I'm like, why? And they're like, because it's so sad. And I'm just like, oh, I said, let me guess. I'm all, does one of the parents die? And they're like, The yeah. mother dies. They're like, the dad dies, actually. The dad dies? I, the, oh, that's the, new? The father di- dinosaur dies. And then there's a little boy in it, too. Mm. And I'm just like, oh, what happened to his family? And they're like, oh, he just doesn't end up having one. He, I guess they were all killed. And I'm just like, what <sighs> is it with Disney? Why do they hate parents? <laughs> Why does Disney hate parents? Like, I really want to know. Well, they've they've always hated mothers. They've always they've always killed off the mother, and I think they do that because children would never be put in the danger that they are in in Disney movies if the mother was around. Right. And so they have to eliminate the protector because that's 
pretty much the one that would be like, you are not going into the jungle. Are you insane? Right? Get in this house. They, I know? mean, a mother would never let their child be raised by wolves. Ever. Or, you know, anything like that. But no. I just, I don't understand Disney's hard on for, you know, killing off parents and literally just making movies as sad as possible. Do you recall Nemo's mother? She died. And I know. If it wasn't for Nemo, if Nemo's mother had been alive, he would never have touched the butt. So the reason why I got so angry was is at the end of the movie, the little dinosaur and the little boy, they basically go their separate ways because they know they can't stay friends forever. They, right. you know, the, the little boy get, gets adopted basically by this other Neanderthal family. Sure. And the little dinosaur goes off and finds his mother and brothers and sisters. And so they are basically never going to see each other again. Mm. And so my son starts crying. Oh, my God. Because he's so moved, but he's mostly sad. And I get pissed because (laughs) I am. Did you write a strongly worded letter? I am so mad because I'm just like, you know what? I am sick and fucking tired of Disney's bullshit with their (laughs) killing off mothers and breaking hearts all the time. And, you know, just because it's fucking Disney. And I'm just like, this is it. I'm like, I've had it. This is is crap. Well, I will say this. Okay, that's really... Okay, you've been kind of a Debbie Downer every time you bring something up. And it's like, I realize that that is true. However... Most Disney movies end in a happy, happy ending. This movie got horrible reviews, by the way. Oh, okay. And that's probably why. <laughs> because well, it was... I would guess. Do you not recall A Land Before Time? I mean, that thing oh, was that, a gut that was punch. terrible. I, I would n- never see that movie ever again. What? That was one of your favorite movies ever. We wore that thing oh, out. Well, I'm sure it was probably a ray of sunshine in our little, you know, land considering the, you know our I think you upbringing. just loved Littlefoot <laughs> I think it was just you know I, I think you're reading I mean I do understand but you also have to understand that you can't have the mom or because then nothing would happen and I think that's why they eliminate a parent at least they're not eliminating both I mean they used to eliminate both I just don't understand why every movie has to, why every one of their movies has to go there that's just what I don't understand I just uh, well, why you know can't what? it ever be just you know like Toy Story's not like that there's always some sort of sadness though yeah but that's like, at the okay, end listen listen joy because people are allowed <laughs> to experience other feelings besides you know the saccharine <laughs> of life they're being more realistic and it's probably a way for kids to experience it with being able to although i will say most disney movies you leave happy you don't leave sad it's a happily ever after ending almost i'd say 90 percent of the time in those movies even up up one of the saddest movies on the planet that makes grown men cry ends in a on a high note so i think it's just this movie it's horrible i would just slightly disagree i say the endings are bittersweet they leave mm. you happy, but it's like there's still a little piece of thorn in your side because... Well, that's reality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is it's just like, yes, you leave happy, but there's still that residual little bit of, yeah, but he still, he still lost his house. You know, like Ariel became a human, but she still had to leave her family. Well, that's You know, normal. it's I, just like, it can never actually be... And I'm just saying, like... Why do kids really need this taste of reality? Like, why can't it ever just all really just be good and happy? Like because Pixar. Because it's boring. Because that Pixar is boring. Pixar does a good job. Well, uh, then you need to let your children watch Sesame Street. Although that gets pretty <laughs> de- depressing as well. Don't, uh, don't forget when Mr. Hooper died. I mean, we were all very saddened by Mr. that. Mr. Hooper had a heart, heart attack. attack. Heart attack. Heart attack. Who made up that song? Was it us? You did. <laughs> You did. You made it. You you fashioned it after Olivia Newton John. Even I had a hard time grasping with a uh, that reality. <laughs> well, anyway, you you've taken a quite serious tone in the last few weeks, and I think this is just piling, putting it on the pile of seriousness. In I was life. just, I was very angry that <laughs> I, Disney made my son I know. cry. It was upsetting. Well, it's a, <laughs> yes, but I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, it's I okay know. for him to have emotions watching television. It's all right. 
The Ugly Truth Podcast will always be free. So we appreciate you supporting the show by shopping on Amazon via our links on UglyTruth.com. Here's Jamie with her Amazon Pick of the Week. It's hard to fathom, but there are people out there that don't have Amazon Prime. And some you may even know. Maybe they ask for your login information so they can watch exclusive programming like Mozart in the Jungle or Transparent. Well, it's time. It's time to give the gift of Prime so they too can know your joy of free two-day shipping, instant streaming of movies, Amazon-exclusive television shows, and unlimited music. And just think of this. Every time they click Add to Cart, they will think of you. Give the gift of Amazon Prime. You can get this deal and literally anything you could ever want from Amazon and support our show at the same time by visiting UglyTruth.com slash shop. Thanks for helping out the truth. Let's get back to the show. So speaking of Disney, apparently you're just going to go ahead and uh, blow all sorts of money on this, you know, sad train. (sighs) Paula. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. I love my child. (laughs) Here's the thing. We are recording fairly, really early, actually, from the last time we recorded. But we're doing this because producer Dub and I are going to Anaheim for our daughter, who's a cheerleader. And these are their national Western division, whatever, final competition of the year. And it's in Anaheim at the Anaheim Convention Center. And of course, there will be a group trip where they'll spend the whole day and evening at Disneyland as a team and, you know, all this other stuff. But we're leaving during the week, flying in, which already creates anxiety for me because I'm taking, you know, flying with my child, which I absolutely (laughs) not a fan of. Right. I can't be my normal ridiculous self. (laughs) You know, I can't cry at takeoff and landing, unfortunately. Actually, I only cry when we take off now. I don't cry when we land. No, landing is, to me is a, a relief, honestly. Yes, I. It's like we cannot land fast enough. But taking off when we're when we're ascending, I'm always crying. I always just assume I'm going to die at that point. Yeah, I assume it's going to plummet right back down. You mm-hmm. know, tons and tons of metal. Especially when they start turning, I'm like, here we go. This here we is go. It. This is this the is, end. This is how. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what how I I'm going to go. I know. And after mom's emergency landing in Phoenix last month, I'm not exactly thrilled about the prospect, but, you know, I got to do it. So we're doing this, but we're going for four. It'll be four days. So we're, we're checking in at one hotel that's close to the convention center. That's a long time with a lot of girls, huh? Well, we're not going to be with them a lot, actually. We Malia has the dinner on Thursday night, and then they don't perform. They don't do their first competition until Friday night at nine at night, and so we'll have all day Friday, and then Saturday she spends with her team in Disneyland, and then Sunday they perform their final competition to get the final ranking. But we don't know. We don't know when that is, and then that's it. Most people are leaving Monday morning or Sunday night, but because it's leading right into her spring break, we haven't taken Malia to Disneyland since she was like three or four. She's 15 now. So producer Dub specifically was like, we should just extend it and we should stay. And so now we're checking into the Disneyland hotel on Sunday and we're leaving Tuesday morning to do that. So for me, you know, when you have little ones like you do, mm-hmm. it comes with its own brand of hell. But there are par- there's enough of it that you can really lose yourself, really get into the fantasy. You know, everything's magical and you see the characters and it's just you don't even remember the the horrific lines or the heat or the $15 sandwich that they took two bites of. You know, <laughs> right. you forget all about that. <laughs> you know, you forget about all of that. Because the memories are so amazing. But now, you know, for me, it's like I told Daryl, because, you know, he does love Disney. I mean, he just does. And, you know, I don't love it as much as he does. Right. There are things that I'm excited about, but there are things that I'm like, I'm already like, trying to calculate how much walking we're going to be doing and it's going to be like 80 it's going to be like 89 degrees on friday wow he wants to get the four-day hopper pass so that we can just do everything and not feel rushed and i'm like really do we do we really need to do the four day because i mean 
That's a lot of Disney. That's a lot of Disney. Isn't that kind of a waste of money considering how much you guys are going to be busy with other activities? No, because first of all, Malia is going to need it anyway so she can spend the day with her team on Saturday. And because she won't be with us on Saturday, we'll have a chance to do stuff that she would rather die than do at Disneyland. Oh, like maybe at California Adventure or something? Yeah, and, you know, Daryl wants to see all the Star Wars stuff and all that. And so, you know, they're they're very excited. I I guess as a parent, I guess as a mother, maybe this is why they kill them off. Because I'm just thinking about all the responsibility, all of the time, all of the clothing that needs to be packed. The, you know, just the, the whole management of the trip, it's someone's got to be the one in charge. You know, we, we all can't wander around looking up and looking up at the stars and the, the lights and go, oh, isn't this wonderful? Right. Someone's going to be hungry and someone's going to have to pee eventually. Exactly. <laughs> that's going to land on mom at some point. Don't you just love that? Is it? Wouldn't it be nice? This is this is what I say to Victor all the time. I'm like, it must be nice just to walk into a room and start barking questions and just someone always having an answer. Yeah, isn't that nice? Yeah, I wonder I wish, what that's like. I wish I could have that where I could just walk in and be like, "Where are my keys? Yeah, where where are my where's that paper I was holding yesterday? You know, <laughs> yes. like I just wish I wish I had that kind of you know." you know, concierge service available to me at any given moment. Wouldn't it be lovely? So, you know, maybe that's why we love staying in hotels. <laughs> Probably. So that we don't have to think. We can actually purchase that service. Right. For a, you know, for for a, for a price, small price. For a fee, <laughs> but at least it's there and we can just unlock our brain for five minutes. So, you know, I think about all of those things. And of course, Daryl is like, don't be so worked up about it. It'll be fun. We're gonna have such a good time. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, yes, there will be good times. I'm not going to ruin the trip or anything. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be Buzz Killington. No, I'm not going to do that. But I'm just saying that I don't like people. And we're going <laughs> to where millions of people go every day, all day, forever. There's never, it's like the mail. You know, there's never an end of streams. Is it safe to assume you're not going to be riding the submarine ride again? Oh, my God. <laughs> I learned my lesson the last time we went. When it when was that? Oh, it was a few years ago. That's right. Isn't that you know when what? you and didn't you and who yes. went that time? Was Daryl and I did go because he wanted to surprise me. It was just the two of you, right? Yes, and we got in the sub, and people started taking off their shoes. No, it was the guy riding. The, it was the the <sighs> guy who was uh, oh the captain, <laughs> the carney or whatever, and the, he was the ride operator. He was the only one wearing loafers with no socks, I and he kept take taking it. his shoe off. There's going to be a lot of that, and <laughs> yeah, that is not something I'll be looking forward to. When you have kids, like when when you ultimately get, because I know there will, I know. Oh, you'll get to Disneyland before the kids are in high school. One day. I you mean, will. You know, it's <laughs> we were so close. We yeah. were really close this year. And yeah. it just, what can I say? Well, you know, shit happens, just, you know. We're getting out trapped. But I mean, I think you'll have a good time. I think that yes. you just, you know, but I agree, you know, as especially as kids get older you know there isn't that you know you don't see that first look of magic in their eye so i mean right. it's kind of different but i mean there probably I'll... is some some excitement in seeing the look of fun on daryl and malia's that's face. what i was gonna say is that daryl's gonna be wild-eyed and excited he's already looking up stuff he goes honey we, we have to see the we have to see the new parade. And I said, "All right, why is that?" He goes, "Look, look what they're doing." And I'm like, "Wow, that's really exciting! A bunch of lights." Okay, so. I mean, and I told him today. I said, "Look, I'm trying not to be negative. It's not that I don't want to go. I'm excited to see Malia cheer. It's going to be a huge crowd. It's going to be super fun. It's like her nationals. It's going to be great. Anaheim's beautiful. The weather's going to be amazing. You know, all of that stuff is going to be super fun, but." I'm just hoping that I can tolerate the tourists-like people <laughs> at Disneyland for three days. I just yeah. don't. That's kind of my concern. Well, you know, the thing is, is they probably would enjoy a little daddy-daughter time anyway. So, I mean, maybe I you could just. about that. You could probably just kick it at the hotel. And, I mean, maybe they even have a spa. Go get, like, facial or something. And Maybe. Maybe Snow White does yeah. facials. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe Cinderella comes in and goes, hi, dear. Would you like an extraction? <laughs> <laughs> it's like yes wouldn't that be great 
That is so funny. But I mean, (laughs) you could probably do something, just mill around the hotel, you know, for a few hours and or just, you know, kick it in the room and watch bad TV or, you know, who knows? Just doing nothing and just not being at Disneyland and letting them, you know, just, you know, Instagram it up and seeing all their little fun times and letting them go run around like two little chipmunks. We That actually happened the one time where we took all the kids. Mackenzie got really, really sick. And so she was in the hotel and I stayed with her and Daryl and Tyler went and stayed and they closed the park down. And they had a blast. How fun. Yeah. So hopefully there will be time for that because you know what? I I already told Daryl, I said, five days of no solitude i'm going to be a basket case like i don't know how this is going to work you know it's going to be really it's going to be a struggle for me especially right now i'm like anxiety ridden to the hilt everything is bothering me and not i'm not being a bitch about it i'm just saying that it's like i'm like an ocd mess lately and so i think it's because of the traveling honestly because now i'm thinking god i'm never gonna get any alone time i'm gonna be constipated I'm not going to even be able to go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, you might try and take care of the situation now. So that way, you know, it's only four days worth. I mean, that's not that bad. I've done it. I've done it. I mean, and, honestly, um, if you're like me, you don't eat that much when you travel anyway. I, I mean, not. when you and I went to Reno, I mean, kind of, honestly, between the two of us, we ate like three whole meals. Did I we mean, even, did either one of us even poop that weekend? No. I didn't. I think the only thing we actually ate was fruit and water. I mean, you got sick, but you didn't get diarrhea. uh, Did you? I don't think you did. I think I actually did right before the show. I like (laughs) made it happen. That's so Because I'm just like, I'm not going to be churning like this the whole night. (laughs) I'm not going to have whales singing in my stomach. Especially because I was wearing all that Spanx. Oh my God. I'm just like, I'm not going to be holding in this scud missile and that would have been awful it's not gonna happen actually speaking of i don't know what i was thinking rayleigh's has a great bakery this grocery store okay the other day we were there and they had carrot cake and i've been kind of craving carrot cake i love it not always but just sometimes and daryl said oh look at they have that carrot cake and so the lady was just putting them in the little display and i said yeah let's get one so we got one this is like granola eater carrot cake and oh. so every time I eat a slice, like within an hour, I am running to the bathroom. Good God. It's like fibrous. It's insane how much raisins and carrots are in this thing. It's Jeez. crazy. And I'm thinking, was this like one of these organic farm to table kind of cakes where there's like no preservative type cakes where it's like all natural organic made by Hoopa Indians somewhere in the valley, you know, and... I don't know, because every time, and I'm like, I, I look at it and go, God, it's so good, but oh, I can't, it's like eating a bran muffin. I don't understand how people, okay, so, I, <laughs> I just we, don't okay, care. we may have talked about this in the past, but I just want to talk about it, a little bit about it right now. Okay. So recently on House Hunters. Love it. So they yes. do House Hunters, like international, they do just mm-hmm. the regular House Hunters. Mm-hmm. So recently they integrated House Hunters, Tiny House Nation. Yes. So have we talked about tiny house, tiny houses? No, but I do have my opinions on it. So they recently profiled this family where Victor and I, we've talked about this before. We are fine if it's like a single person or like a couple, but we think it is absolutely cruel (laughs) if they have, if a family has children. Yeah. Like, we think it's absolutely wrong. And so they profiled this family the other day. It was well, this couple. To, to purposefully do it. I mean, if you're poor, you have to do it. But I mean, to go, we're downsizing. We want to spend more time with our family. Yeah. And yeah. so this couple, they had two small children. They were like, the kids were like maybe three and two. Oh, okay. And they got this, the tiny house was like in a conex, like a big green, like the things they put on like ship shipyards. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And like a storage um, container. Basically, but the the sides unfolded and they all shared it was like a bunk bed, so the bottom pulled out and then the top the two kids slept on top. Together? Yes. So and the parents slept on the bottom. Is there Okay, so no privacy. No, and I'm just like, I'm like, is that even legal? Are they under the impression that the children will not grow? I don't 
don't know what these people and then the mom she was she wears like the little like bandana and she's got her bangs like rockabilly style and she wears the red <laughs> lipstick and she's like a big girl and sure. i'm just like what what is wrong with you people <laughs> I don't get that at what all. What's wrong with you people? And usually if you get the backstory on it, they're generally like, well, we're going like, to do this because my parents have 10 acres. And so we're going to live on their acreage in our home. And, you know, this gives us an opportunity to own our own home. And I'm like, no. They wanted to travel the U.S. And oh, with their children. They I were going to homeschool their kids. Of and I'm just course like, they are. And I'm like, you can barely even move into a regular bathroom because you're so large, lady. I mean, it's just. I've seen those couples where it's like, oh, yeah, 800 square feet. Well, this is really roomy. This is really great. And it's like, yes, until someone has diarrhea. And then we'll see how roomy right? it is. Exactly. Because that smell isn't going anywhere. It is. It's- Rising to the top of your loft for hours, hours. Daryl would be like, "Absolutely not." I'm, I, no, the the privacy alone. I mean, half those bathrooms don't even have a wall. They're like open. Can you imagine? <laughs> so when Victor told me, hey, I'm just like, "Where are they?" So I'm like, "So they're all sleeping. Where Where is the parents sleeping?" He says, "Well, they sleep on the bottom bug that it pulls out." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "So there's no." privacy and he's like nope. well he's like no no there he said it to me like like condolently he's like well no no there's not and i'm just mm-hmm. like is that even legal <laughs> because no. i instantly was just angered yeah, you're like i don't care what kind of hippy dippy bullshit you're into <laughs> if you are intimate and you just think your children are sleeping that oh, is yeah. wrong well it's not, and that like i said that that whole uh, quote unquote lifestyle someone's going to get sick of it in about three months. And they're going to be like, you know, this was a really poor choice. What were we thinking? I I think we have talked about this because I'm just like, this whole tiny house nation, they call themselves. I'm like, this whole thing is going to run itself out because I can't believe that all these people are going to be living in these tiny houses for the rest of their lives. No, it's a phase. And so what are they going to do with all these little tiny houses when they're done they're gonna turn them back into what they were originally garbage containers storage bins they're gonna be just end up being playhouses in people's uh, backyards for their fort. kids they're gonna be up it's gonna be the <laughs> fort it's like remember when we lived in this oh this is grandma's <laughs> house oh what is it it's my tree house now yeah now i get to color in here <laughs> i know right <laughs> This is so funny. Remember that time we had Thanksgiving in here, Grandma? Yeah. Yes, I do. I really, really remember that. (laughs) All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to our ugly and awkward moment of the week. Okay, so the other night we were driving back. We had visited um, some family kind of far away. So it took us a while to drive home. So we had stopped at a gas station and we were going to go inside and get a snack. When we got in there, though, there was nobody at the register. Hmm. And so we were just walking around the store to, you know, get our snacks or whatever. And someone came walking out from the back. And so I thought it was, you know, the cashier guy or whatever. I'm like, hello. I'm like, how are you? And he's like, fine thanks and so he kind of kept walking and then he walked out the front door you're like uh excuse me and i was just like okay i'm like this is weird i don't know what's going on then the next thing i know another guy comes out then he goes and stands behind the register oh and so I, I looked down and that other guy got in his car and he drove off <laughs> It's like when a waiter comes by the table and they're behind me and they go, hello, how are you? And I'm like, hi. And I'm like, oh, wrong person. Sorry. You're talking to the people behind me. So the guy had actually just come out from using the bathroom because the bathroom and like the back area were in the same areas. (laughs) So I thought he was the the cashier. But apparently apparently he was just someone using the restroom, but he was just, you know, what, what was he supposed to do? Was I'm like, hi. I'm like, how are you? And he's like, oh, fine. Thanks. You know? <laughs> so I'd be like, did you know that guy? <laughs> that would have been embarrassing. 
I felt like an idiot. Oh, uh, well, you know. He probably was just like, wow, that girl was really friendly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm thinking. He's like, wow, this is a really nice town. Maybe <laughs> right. he changed his mind. Maybe he was going to think about moving there. And now he's going to move there because of the friendly folk at the convenience store. You know, that, that was the nicest Chevron I've ever been to. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. That's funny. That's a good one, actually. Okay. So... <laughs> Mine is awkward. I hadn't been to the hair salon since before the wedding, the nappy wedding. And so because I'm now a snob. So your um, hair was uh, nappy, you could say? Yeah. (laughs) Now that I'm a hair snob, I change my color according to the seasons. And so I have summer hair and I have winter hair. And so now we're getting into spring. So it's time to begin the process of summer hair. Right. And so I went in and... This time we're just lightening the base. And then when I go back in in April, we'll do the highlights. Right. And so it's exciting. I'm, you know, I'm not going super blonde, but I'm going much lighter for sure for the for the summer. But anyway, so sometimes what happens to me is I get really self-conscious at the hair salon and I don't know why. It's self-imposed. No one does anything to me to make me feel uncomfortable. You know, I'm very okay with who I am. I know who I am. I am not his normal clientele. His normal clientele is extremely wealthy, older. It is what it is. You know, whatever. Well, I mean, you don't know who all his clientele I is. Don't, I don't, but... Mean, he could have some normal people. Yeah, me. That's what <laughs> I mean. Me. But there could be other normal folks. There are, but when I'm in there, they're not. Oh. They're generally the very... They're very well-to-do, which is fine. They're Sacramento's finest, whatever uh, that you is. You know what? Some of them fly in. I've seen some clients fly in from New York to have their hair done. LA. Shut up. Really? No. Oh, yeah. They're, he's got a lovely reputation. He's really, really good. Wow. And I'm very grateful that he, you know, didn't cut me out because he had actually slimmed down his clientele about a year ago and we made the cut. Thank God. No, no pun intended. (laughs) Exactly. Actually, that was a happy accident. So anyway, my point is, is that sometimes when I get there, I, I start thinking of a million things. And so I get really quiet. And so this time, I don't remember even what I was thinking about, but he's cutting my hair and I am making... I'm making a lot of faces. Oh, God, Jamie. Because I'm thinking. And so it's like my brow is furrowing. My mouth is closed, but I'm moving it around a lot. Not because I'm talking, but I'm just I'm really deeply in thought. And then he goes, you're talking in your mind. Yes. And my eyes must have been doing some like some expressions or something, completely forgetting that there's a human being who's staring at me in a mirror while I'm doing all of this. I'm contorting completely regardless of who can see God. And, and all of a sudden he goes you know interesting thing and I go yes and he goes do you realize that there are over a million facial expressions that the human face can make and I was like I'm like no I didn't know he goes, like, why how many have I made <laughs> so then instead of just going well that's really interesting yeah I, you know so then I go yeah you know Daryl said that he could actually do a coffee table book with the amount of expressions that I can do and sometimes I just completely lose myself I completely started explaining away my facial expressions and he just was like yeah okay but i'm like no no and i said no seriously it's it's crazy what i do and so anyway it it was incredibly awkward and i mean it's even awkward trying to explain it to you it was so awkward he just let you talk though right oh yeah he just let me hang myself completely i hate that about guys Guys always do that. They'll just let, let you, like, talk yourself into a shoebox. I think what it was is that I was really inside myself. I was totally not paying attention. And I think he was just trying to find a way to converse because he is a social. I mean, I only see him, like, once every two months, basically. So, you know. It's not like he's, you know, some Thailand nail salon. No. Where, you know, <laughs> there's a language barrier. Exactly. He's very... <laughs> Yeah, there's none of that. You you don't you don't have to sit there and worry about whether he's talking about you behind your back or not. I mean, oh, I can hear him when he does. He's totally. having a conversation with you. Yeah, it's like no, he can talk shit about me. I can understand every word he's saying. <laughs> so yeah, it's no problem. <laughs> but anyway, funny. it was a little awkward. But I'm gonna give you the win this week. Sweet. Yeah, talking in to the stranger and asking him how he was. Hello, so. how are you? <laughs> it's like, oh, she's so friendly. 
That was funny. funny. It was funny. When it was just, you know, it was so natural, too, because I just assumed (laughs) that he worked there. And then when he walked out the door, I was like, where is he going? That's so weird. That is so so funny. You're like, that's odd. So oblivious. So oblivious. (laughs) Okay, so so 10,000 points. Paula wins again. She's bringing it. Finally bringing it. I am on the upswing. Hopefully I will continue on with the awkwardness. So we mentioned briefly about St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Hopefully you are recovered, but some of you may still be hungover. Yeah, and well, the so weekend. I have dug up some fun facts about St. Patrick's Day, and we're going to quiz you guys on them to see how well you know about uh, your Irish heritage. All um, right. The reason I mention Irish heritage is uh, Jamie and I, we do have some Irish in us. Yes. We... I would say, what are we? About a quarter Irish? Well, uh, yeah, we're mostly we're more Scott than Irish. But but if the uh, past is any indicator, I did some research on our family lines a long time ago, and our grandmother's surname was Maxwell, and I mm-hmm. that's was her married name. And okay. so when I looked at it, where the boundary lies between Scotland and Ireland, the clan that we're genetically from literally is along the borderline of some river and it's like we could literally be either go figure huh i know right and so i would say that we're probably we're 50 percent mexican and then the other 50 percent is swedish and irish okay so interesting tidbit did you actually know there are more irishmen and women in the united states than there are actually in ireland no that's interesting there are actually 34 million american that are have irish ancestry hmm. that or that are pure blood irish than there are actually in ireland and the reason being is during the 19th century there was a large amount of immigration to the United States because yeah. of potato farming famine. Yeah, the potato famine. Mm-hmm. And so that actually started continued all the way up until the 1990s. Interesting. That is why there are more technically Irish in the United States than there is in Ireland. Wow. So as far as St. Patrick's Day celebrations... Biggest parade, I'll let you try and guess. Where do you think the biggest parade is held in the United States? Chicago. That comes in second place. Boston. That also comes in second place. New York? New York is the number one parade. They have over two million marchers every year. The first parade took place in 1762, and they've had a parade every year since then. It was started by Irish soldiers who were serving in the English military. Oh, and then, that's interesting. Uh, uh-huh. And then now they have, like I said, the largest parade to date. So you're a big Guinness drinker, right? I am. So on St. Patrick's Day, it said that 13 million pints will be consumed globally on St. Patrick's Day. Of Guinness? Of Guinness. Interesting. You know, the best Guinness I ever had was I went down to L.A. to visit my friend Leslie, Leslie Lanigan who is pure Irish. Did you do an Irish car bomb? No, no, no. We went to her favorite pub. I can't think of the name of it right now. (laughs) I can't think of the name right now. But anyway. It's probably O'Malley's or something. It was O'Malley's. Yep, of course it was. And so went to the pub and had Guinness on tap. And the bartenders were all Irish. uh, Most of them directly from Ireland. And it was one of the best Guinnesses I have ever had in my life. It tasted so good. Because there's a way to pour. Oh. Just like Stella, there's a way to pour a Guinness. They have the special glasses for it. They have I mean it's it was incredibly delicious. And then by then I was and then I was just absolutely hooked. Hooked. Cool. So delicious. Yes. So corned beef and cabbage. Do you know why the Irish like corned beef and cabbage? Oh, uh, well, it's cheap. That's exactly why. <laughs> I was gonna that say, is exactly why. Yeah. So the Irish when they came over to the United States before they came over, their preferred meat of choice was actually pork. But um, when they came over to the United States, pork was really expensive. Right. So when they were here, they were housed with other immigrants like the Jews and the Italians. And so they picked up some kind of tricks of the trade as far as meat curing and et cetera. Yeah. And so they learned from the Jews, because Jews don't eat pork, right? how to cure beef and make it taste really flavorful And so it kind of tasted like pork. That's where they got the corned beef. 
And then they threw in the potatoes because potatoes were cheap, but that's what they liked. And then the cabbage was just kind of a extra, you know, like, hey, this, you know, this doesn't suck and it's cheap too. And so the dish itself took off because it was all in one pot that they could make and it was inexpensive. And so they kind of coined that dish. I make corned beef and cabbage. I put a beer in it with cabbage and I do it super traditional and Daryl can literally eat it all. It's so I just, good. I just buy the package and like cut it open and then. Yeah. But I don't use the little packet, the seasoning packet. Oh, you should throw it in there. And then I, add a little bit more and then add a bottle of beer and um, it's really delicious. And little baby white potatoes or red potatoes. It's good. It's my favorite thing. That and the Guinness. We were, we've, <laughs> Daryl's brother had a, his favorite holiday is St. Patrick's Day. So we've been to his house for some gatherings. Mm-hmm. Those things can get out of control. They're, they're, I think St. Patrick's Day parties are probably more boisterous than even New Year's Eve or any of those other holidays that require drinking. It's actually the third ranked most celebrated holiday. Well, that's interesting, but I think the alcohol consumption is probably higher. As far as I think, you know, actually I was reading it's for as far as alcohol is concerned. It's mm. the third ranked most celebrated holiday. Besides what? They, Our, my birthday and Christmas or... <laughs> No, I think they were saying like, um, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and then St. Patrick's Day. They oh. said the average person will s- spend around $35 on St. Patrick's Day. That's not that bad. That's not that bad. That's kind of a lot, though, considering it's a holiday for really nothing. Plastic I mean, beads aren't very expensive. So, <laughs> All I can think about, though, is with the corned beef, the cabbage, the beer, the potatoes, I'm just like, that is so much. Do you know how much gas that is? Like, the Irish must be very gassy people. The, well, I think your stomach gets accustomed to it because I don't seem to have a problem with it. But Daryl's like, I'm only going to eat a little bit of this cabbage because <laughs> I would like to have sex tonight. <laughs> and I know if I don't, I will not be sleeping in bed with you. God, I mean, I just can only imagine. That's every time I see the fighting Irish, I'm just like, God, I'm like, this must be like a fart fest. <laughs> right. Every time you get punched in the stomach, I can only imagine what happens. It's so true. It is... It is true. <laughs> so those are your fun little Irish facts. Hopefully you feel more equipped to uh, talk about the Irish next time it comes up. You might. You might want to, you wee little one. Of course, now every time someone says Irish, I think of Conor McGregor. Well, he... I don't want to get into it again. No, no. no. I thought it was fine, actually. It was fine. It just... But I... It, I don't want to get into the debate again is what i'm saying no there's nothing to debate he you know what he is the epitome of irish yes every, he is he every you were, were right whenever you talk about those little posters of the fighting it looks just he looks like, like him. he's got like a complete and total 100 percent irishman yes he is that is so, for sure and, and diaz is about as mexican as you're gonna get no he's about as stockton as you're gonna get well that is true too actually i wouldn't even put him up there with mexicans he's just stockton <laughs> Right. All right. Well, I think we should wrap it up. We're going to cut it a little short this week because we're going to give producer Deb a little bit of a break since he's got to edit this on the road. So go ahead. Yes. So uh, that's a wrap for this week. Thank you, everyone, for uh, following and uh, purchasing on our links and all that you do. You're fabulous. We appreciate you very much. Be sure to check us out if you haven't already on our Facebook and Twitter and our UglyTruth.com website where you can follow our shopping links like we mentioned. And other than that, we hope you have a fabulous week. Hope you had a good St. Patrick's Day. Little man, <laughs> when you stand by my side. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yes. And welcome to spring. Woohoo! So hopefully you do something springy. Go plant, go plant something. <laughs> go Go plant something. Go, go, go plant a tomato. Go do, go do something springish. Spring into spring, my friends. Hippity hop. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap. But make sure to watch your podcast feed for all the screw-ups and edits from this episode and what we call Ugly Cuts. And then we'll have a brand new full episode for you next week. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.